educator here to break down the 2023 quarterback class i'm going to be digging into 14 quarterbacks here in depth on a class that's generally been labeled as weaker we're going to dig into that label here but what i can tell you off the top folks is there are fantasy football impacting players in this class these are guys that will shape the fantasy football landscape here over the next couple of years. So no matter what you've heard about the class, you want to make sure that you are ready to dig into it here. And 14 Prospects is going to give you a pretty good overview. If you want a full overview of the entire class, all 120 plus prospects now on the Rookie Big Board, head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. You can get access here to see not only a full breakdown of the quarterback class or fantasy football projection, NFL draft projection, and full scouting notes here, but of every player uh, that we talk about here on the Rookie Big Board and beyond. So let's go ahead and dig into the class now with Bryce Young, 60194, a generous measurement here by the Alabama official website. Five-star prospect, but not just any five-star prospect here, folks. A five-star at a modern day, a highly, highly celebrated high school in Southern California, second nationally in his class, the 2020 class, first dual-threat quarterback, first out of California, the 20th all-time recruit from 247 Sports. He did it all, folks. All-America Bowl, the opening finals, Elite 11 finals. Any honor and accolade Bryce Young could have gotten coming out of high school, he got. Looked like he was originally going to USC. He flips to Alabama late, and the rest, folks, is history, as they say. Now, I mentioned off the top, 60194, probably closer to 5'10", 190. He might even measure in below 5'10". So that's going to be a lot of the critique. And I'm going to say this right off the bat here. That's factored in. The height, the size is factored in. If Bryce Young was 6'3", 220, he would be hands down the 101, okay? So Bryce Young is factored in. that The measurements are factored into this analysis. With that being said, Bryce Young is special. He's a special passer. He's a special quarterback here. My super flex ADP projection for him is 101 to 104. I try to go in four pick buckets, so that's why I said that. Depending on how your league prioritizes quarterbacks, he may be off the board 102 or 103. He may be even off the board 101, although I'm on record as stating that I feel like Bijan should be the 101 even in Superflex leagues. My NFL draft projection for him is 1 through 10 overall. That's the bucket. I do right now today, if the draft happens, I expect he would go to Houston with that first overall selection, but there is a lot to still learn and develop here over the next few months. Remember, these are early previews, and the Rookie Big Board is going to get in-depth on all of these guys. We're heading into rookie profile season. There's going to be 40-plus in-depth rookie profiles on, on the main fantasy football guys, and Bryce Young will certainly have one. But standing here today, probably the first overall pick in the draft. His tape notes here, he displays really good decision-making, good processing, and he possesses the ability to read the field, process through his options quickly and correctly. The mental side of the game and the arm talent folks are what's going to make up for 
the, the size concerns, all right? So his ability to read and process is complemented by his ability to push 40 to 50 yards downfield with impressive deep field accuracy. I love when quarterbacks display deep field accuracy because that's more translatable for fantasy football purposes. It was a tight spiral, really good zip in the short and midfield, all right? He possesses high escapability. Listen to what I said. I didn't say he, he displays mobility. It's escapability. He is a mobile player, but I love the way that he feels pressure. He's elusive to get out of the grasp of defenders both inside and outside of the pocket. So it's not an elusiveness where he's just scrambling as soon as he feels pressure, but he's able to navigate actually within the pocket, extend the pocket, and get yardage from there. The play is always alive when the ball is in Bryce Young's hand. What I love, he displays the ability to accurately throw the ball on the run. All right, so I didn't say he was a great runner. I said he was a great thrower on the run, and that is a rare trait, and that's one of the reasons that I like Bryce Young, and I'm willing to hold him up so high despite the size concern. Great footwork in the pocket, displays a very quick release, which is a great compliment for a quarterback to have. And you can't you can't qualify or quantify this trait, but he has ice in his veins. He's clutch, and NFL decision makers do care about that. At no point over Bryce Young's career, very uh, a very celebrated career at Alabama, have you ever felt like Alabama was ever out of a game when Bryce Young was in the game? You always felt like he had that ability. Uh, for folks who don't watch college football. Think about the way that you feel when there's a minute left in the game and Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady need to go down the field and get that touchdown. I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but in terms of that clutch ability, that's the best comparable that I can give you if you're not watching Saturdays as much as you're watching Sundays. His key college stats, 66% completion, 8,356 passing yards, an 80 to 12 touchdown interception ratio. Folks, Bryce Young is playing against SEC West defenses, the best in the country year after year. And he posts an 80 to 12 touchdown to interception ratio. That is ridiculous. 162 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. So you will hear that he's uh, mobile and he's athletic, but I hope I highlighted throughout this that it's not a pure rushing, right? He has the ability to gain yards with his legs, uh, but he's not necessarily going to pile up the rushing stats. Now, one note as we work through this entire preview episode, I'm going to mention quarterback rushing numbers because it's important for fantasy football. But keep in mind, at the college level, if a quarterback is sacked, that counts as negative rushing yards. It's different than the NFL. So if you're not familiar with that, you might say, I feel like he's rushed for more than 162 yards in his college career. He has, but he's also been sacked. And you're actually going to see as we get to the bottom of this list, there's going to be some quarterbacks with negative rushing yards. That's why. Overall, future quarterback one projection for me. I do expect Bryce Young to be a QB1. A QB1, not the QB1. So when I say a QB1, I mean a top 12 fantasy football quarterback here. Very valuable in Superflex. He might not be worth the 101, but he's absolutely worth the 102, 103. All right. Quarterback two overall here, C.J. Stroud, 6'3", 215, four-star prospect. So C.J. Stroud, when you compare him to Bryce Young, a lot more of that prototypical size that NFL decision makers want to see and they want to draft. I do have him dropping a little bit in the rookie big board rating. So for folks who are patrons, they know the RBBR. Uh, Bryce Young's an 8'4", C.J. Stroud is an 8'1". They're in the same tier, but Bryce Young's at the top of that QB1 tier, and C.J. Stroud is now straddling that quarterback one to quarterback two 
type territory. So where I expected Bryce Young to be more of a solid top 12 guy, I could see C.J. Stroud playing around in that 10 to 16 territory here when he levels out for fantasy football value. Superflex projection, 103 to 106. I have a hard time uh, seeing folks prioritize C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young and B. John Robinson at this moment. But, but C.J. Stroud is coming off of a great college football semifinal game. I think it's going to skyrocket his draft status. And so he may be able to push. Uh, and if he gets a good enough landing spot, then C.J. Stroud, I do think, has the potential to go above Bryce Young. But it would probably be from Bryce Young dropping a little bit and C.J. Stroud rising a little bit. All right, let's dig into Stroud's tape now. A big arm. All right, so arm talent is what is going to jump off the page for you. It's an effortless throwing motion. He can hit any spot in the field, all right? If you need C.J. Stroud to throw the ball there, he's going to be able to hit that, all right? He possesses a tight throwing motion with good footwork as his foundation, high velocity on passes through the midfield. He's comfortable sitting in the pocket, even under pressure, all right? He is. He's Now, sometimes he does make poor decisions under pressure, but he will sit in the pocket. He's comfortable working within the pocket. He does not feel pressure too easily, okay? He has good footwork. He has good mobility. He's able to evade pass rushers when needed. Now, he's a mobile quarterback, but he's not a pure rusher. Look, you'll hear this knock on C.J. Stroud a lot, is that he is not quick to run the ball. I love that when looking at a quarterback evaluation. When you are looking to pass and extend the play through your arm first, I think that is something NFL teams appreciate, and we might not appreciate as much for fantasy football purposes, but if he gets to the next level, if his head coach is willing to scheme him for touches or carries, I should say, in the red zone, that's going to make up for the fact that he might not be a Kyler Murray-esque runner or even a Russell Wilson-esque runner, right? But if he has the ability to uh, still gain yards and get those rushing touchdowns, it might offset the fact that he might not put up four to 500 rushing yards a season necessarily. And it might protect him a little bit more. It might um, make him a little less of uh, a risk to miss games due to injury. All right. He looks to extend the pocket with his feet. And like I said, he wants to run or he wants to pass first. He displays the ability to drop the ball in a bucket at times. So really good touch on his ball at times. Now, when you look at CJ Stroud, it's upside, upside, upside moldability. That's what an NFL team is going to be looking for. What his improvement needs to come with is mental processing and decision-making. He will lock into pre-snap reads too often, and I think the Ohio State scheme enables him to do that, right? It's more concerning for me is his willingness to throw the ball into tight windows and double coverage. You'll see that too often, all right? He puts uh, his targets in tough positions. He will lead his wide receivers into defensive backs, and I hate when quarterbacks do that. I don't think that a wide receiver is appreciated either. I mentioned I liked his ability to extend the play, uh, but he'll take that too far. All right, he'll extend the play too far. And at times, you know, he'll be running all the way up into the sideline and he'll still not be throwing the ball away. And then he'll throw it at double coverage. So I do think he needs to uh, learn to let some plays go at times. So it's the mental side of the game really for C.J. Stroud that needs to be improved. If you look at his stats, they look fantastic. 69% completion, 8,123 passing yards. 85 to 12 touchdown interception ratio, 136 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown here. So it'll be really interesting to see how he's employed at the next level. Landing spot's going to be key for CJ Stroud. We want to see him on a coaching staff here that's going to take the time to develop the mental side of the game. 
And that's not going to be every NFL coaching staff. So it'll be really interesting to see where that landing spot is. All right, let's jump on to quarterback three here, which is Anthony Richardson. So Anthony Richardson is coming in here uh, with a 7-9 RBBR, 6-4-236. So when I say 7-9, I'm talking about the top end of a tier down. So if you're looking at the tiers, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, same tier, but Young's at the top. Uh, Stroud's at the bottom of that tier. Anthony Richards is at the top of the next tier down. Okay, so I have a super flex ADP projection 105 to 108. That is contingent on legitimate NFL draft capital. Right now, it's 11 to 20 overall for me. He's got to hold that top 20 draft capital to hold that mid first round super flex ADP projection. Okay, 6'4, 236. He's a good size. He's a four star prospect. He was 245th nationally, the ninth dual threat in the 2020 class. He had 17 offers coming out, Elite 11 finals, the opening finals, verified 46440 in high school. I think he's going to run much faster than that. Uh, at the NFL Combine. The NFL Combine is going to love Anthony Richardson. When I say he's 236, this man is a yoked up 236. Now, there's a lot that comes with Anthony Richardson. So let's start with the upside here, and we'll talk about the flaws, and then we'll talk about how to value upside, specifically in quarterbacks for fantasy football purposes here. Now, Anthony Richardson, rocket arm, all right? Rocket arm. Displays the ability to push the ball 55 yards downfield, no problem. All right, serious zip on his ball through the short field, through the midfield. He releases with a tight spiral. All right, so you see examples at times of him firing balls into tight windows and finding his wideouts in situations that seem unhittable. We'll talk about the other side of that here in a moment. He pairs that ability with the ability to drop the ball in a bucket with precise touch. There are some ridiculous highlights when it comes to Anthony Richardson. Okay, he's a pure athlete. He is a pure athlete. He runs the ball with elusiveness and strength. Richardson shows the ability to outrun linebackers and run over linebackers, okay? There are actually examples of him running over trucking SEC defenders. This is the quarterback, folks, okay? So he is both elusive and physical. The definition of a dual-threat quarterback he looks comfortable sitting in the pocket under pressure. He will sit in the pocket and he will work to find a wideout. But if it's not there, he will run. So where's the upside? Because what I'm describing sounds like he could be the quarterback one overall. We're talking about a raw passer, okay? Inconsistency is really the key to Richardson's game. He needs to tighten his mechanics to consistently perform in the NFL. He is confident as a passer, but at times he is overconfident. He'll throw the ball into double coverage. Folks, he will throw the ball into triple coverage and not be phased by it. All right, he'll chuck up balls that are easily interceptable jump balls. He gives way too much faith to his wide receivers. Uh, Richardson's touch did improve in 2022, uh, but it definitely needs to improve more. He needs to understand how to better adjust velocity for different levels of the field. So here's why I'm excited about Anthony Richardson because his tape improved from 2021 to 2022. I'm on record, go back, uh, listen to the summer scouting video, and I said, I hope Anthony Richardson waits a year and declares for the 2024 NFL draft because he could be quarterback one overall. And I still stand by that. I wish he had waited one more year, but he's a good quarterback three in this year's class because he has all the upside that you need. When it comes to fantasy football, folks, there are no guarantees, all right? Playing floor does not win you fantasy football championships. I subscribe by that. So I always lean into upside. 
And let's be honest, the quarterback position for me personally, probably for you, I would say most folks across the board would agree that the quarterback position is the hardest position to evaluate. So if I'm going to go into this here and I'm not sure about a prospect, I feel less confident, I need more development, I need more upside, I'm going to go for the guy that's going to give me the biggest hit with the upside here. We're going to talk about Will Levis next. Will Levis doesn't give you that same hit and he comes with just the same amount of volatility, right? So if you're going to lean into upside, you lean into Anthony Richardson, all right? I'm okay making the, the selection of Anthony Richardson at 106, 107, 108 in a super flex if you have a risk tolerance. You have to understand that that pick might not hit. And if it does hit, it might take a couple of years. So you have to have a high risk tolerance. But if you do, Anthony Richardson can be a huge, huge payoff for you. I do think he has the ability to be a future quarterback one, quarterback two for fantasy football, right? In that same area I was talking about with uh, C.J. Stroud. And in the best of scenarios, right, we're talking about a Josh Allen type fantasy football production for Anthony Richardson. So he could potentially be the quarterback one overall if everything plays out in his favor more likely here, I think he settles in that QB1, QB2 territory if he lands in the right spot, if he gets the development. And we're going to start here by hoping he gets that NFL draft capital. All right, let's jump into a little bit more of the depth of the class. I think most folks would agree in some order here at one, two, and three, you have CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. Some folks would include Will Levis in that top three group, make it a top four. I would not I don't like Will Levis's evaluation, okay? I'm just going to be direct. Sometimes folks tell me I only give all the positives. I don't talk about the negatives. I do give the negatives when I see it on tape here. So Will Levis coming in at 6'3", 222, a three-star recruit. He's quarterback four for me with an RBBR of 6'9". So another tier down and a huge tier drop from Anthony Richardson. My Superflex ADP projection form is 201 to 204. And here's the key, folks. His rating, his ranking, his ADP projection is all contingent on my current NFL draft projection of him, which is 21 to 50 overall. I'm not buying into Will Levis top five. I'm not buying into Will Levis uh, top 10. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's fine. I'll adjust it. That's why these parameters are in place with my formula. But right now, this is all based on 21 to 50 NFL draft projection. And that NFL draft capital, quite frankly, is holding up his score because I was not thrilled with his tape evaluation. So let's start with the positives here because there, of course, is a chance that Will Levis comes in and he performs well and he's a he's a good fantasy football quarterback. He's going to come in with a big arm. That's what everyone's going to talk about. He can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. All right. And he can't. He can sling it at will. He is a gunslinger. Sharp zip on the ball in the short midfield. Push the ball as far downfield as you want. 45, 50, 55 yards. Will Levis can do it. He can get the ball downfield. You'll see the Twitter clips. He'll do it. All right. He makes it look easy. He's a physical runner. He'll scrap out short yardage. He'll execute design runs well. And although inconsistent, he does display the ability to adjust touch and velocity much better in his 2022 tape compared to his 2021 tape. You look at the key stats here, 65% completion. Uh, Levis started at Penn State, played mostly at Kentucky. 5,876 passing yards, 46 to 25 touchdown to interception ratio, 742 rushing yards, 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, here's the downside here. Here's my concerns. Levis's aggressive approach does lead to questionable decision-making. So he's a gunslinger in every definition of the word. You have that guy that can whip the ball around the field. All right, that's fantastic. But at times, he'll force the ball into windows way too tight, uh, and especially when running. 
he does not get down. Uh, that's frustrating for me. His decision making while running, he takes hits. He took big hits. He does not slide. Uh, when passing, he throws the ball into dangerous spots too often, leads his receivers in the big hits consistently. He's jittery in the pocket, rarely throws from a clean platform. For me, that's very concerning. If you can't feel pressure accurately at the college level, there's a high chance you're going to struggle to properly feel that pressure at the next level. You could say what you want about his offensive line, all right, but you have to be able to feel that pressure. And he was way too jittery in the pocket. Throwing from an offset platform is an issue for accuracy. He extends plays too long. It oftentimes leads uh, to him throwing dangerous passes downfield. Oftentimes his throwing motion is short-armed. It contributes to inconsistent ball placement. So he struggles often to process past his first read, and he'll be in the pocket. He'll get to his you know, first read. It's not there. He freezes. He'll either take the sack or he'll jump out of the pocket uh, quickly. So he doesn't often get to that second and not third read either here. Um, it doesn't give his wideouts time to get open in the way they do. So what concerns me, and this is a, a specific, it's, it's a little specific here, but what I picked up on on his tape is if you watch Kentucky, he's often schemed away from the middle of the field. All right, you, you'll see not a lot of his balls go over the middle of the field. And for me, that's really concerning. And oftentimes his balls are, are within seven to 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Oftentimes, NFL evaluators will talk about in the midfield, over the middle of the field, around 15 to 20 yards. That's when you really see a quarterback's accuracy. All right. You can't hide it behind a big arm. Uh, you have to push it downfield. You have to push it in traffic. And you'll see Kentucky schemes him away from that. And that, for me, is concerning because it makes it look like they're trying to hide a weakness on his 2022 film that you can see in his 2021 film. So instead of developing that, he was schemed away from that, which makes me believe that he wasn't able to develop it to the point where Kentucky's coaching staff was confident with it. So th that's the downside here for Will Levis. Of course, if he gets the draft capital and he has the ability to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, he does carry fantasy football value. I'm not telling you you take him off your draft board, but I do think you have to adjust properly here. Now, I've spent a lot of time talking about the top four guys. We do still have a lot of quarterbacks to get through here. I want to make sure we talk about Hendon Hooker, the quarterback five in this class, RBBR of 6'8", Superflex ADP projection here, 301 to 304. NFL draft projection is day too late, 51 to 102 overall. All right, four-star recruit, 6'4", 218. Hendon Hooker, originally of Virginia Tech, did not look like a good quarterback. Transfers to Tennessee with Josh Heupel. Originally loses the job to Joe Milton, beats Joe Milton midseason. And it was a total change for the Tennessee Volunteers, a total change for Josh Heupel's career projection, a total change for Hendon Hooker's career projection. Hendon Hooker goes on to put up monster seasons, all right, for Tennessee in 2021 and 2022. 67% completion, 8,974 yards, an 80 to 12, an 80 to 12 touchdown interception ratio, 2,790 yard, 2,079 rushing yards and 25 rushing touchdowns. All right, we're talking about Hendon Hooker. We're talking about a smooth passer, a consistent passer, clean mechanics, great footwork. He features a clean release here. He's comfortable working within the pocket first, doesn't panic under pressure, steps up and through the pocket with poise. A smooth runner, executes designed runs and gains yards when forced outside of the pocket, does not have a rocket arm, but can't accurately hit his targets here into the deep field. Consistent ball placement, anticipates wideouts well, maintains his accuracy throughout the game, throughout pressure, rarely puts the ball in a jeopardized position. 
So here's the issue here. You're going to hear two knocks on Hendon Hooker, two and a half knocks. Age, all right, he will enter the NFL at age 25. And Josh Heupel didn't often ask him to work past the first read. So schematically, it's that same critique you often hear of Ohio State. Oftentimes, the wide receivers got themselves open. Not always, especially not last year. All right, but there will be that critique on Hendon Hooker. Here's the reason that he's QB5, uh, and I like him a lot more on film compared to Will Levis. And quite frankly, I think he could push uh, Anthony Richardson. I don't think he would beat out Anthony Richardson, but he could be in that same bucket as him. But that late season lower body injury is going to hurt his NFL draft stock. I thought before that injury, Hendon Hooker was on his way to being a, a you know top 20, 25 NFL draft selection. I really thought he was going to be back into the first round. Now, with that lower body injury, he's going to miss out on so much of the pre-draft process that he could have used to risen his draft stock. And it's just, it's compounding factors now, right? So now you have a 25-year-old quarterback. Now you have a quarterback coming off a lower body injury that's probably going to keep him out most, if not all, of that first season. So there's a lot of factors here. There's just a lot of opportunity for Hendon Hooker to not get the shot that I think he deserves. Max Duggan here. Max Duggan, 6'2", 201, three-star recruit coming out. Quarterback six. 301 to 304, that same Superflex ADP projection here as Hendon Hooker. 51 to 102, that same NFL draft projection. Also have him fitting into that QB3 territory. Now, QB3 is 24 to 36 overall. That may not sound super exciting, but look at the NFL this year. You never know when you're going to have the opportunity to step in and just own a quarterback role here. Max Duggan has the ability to do that. Max Duggan possesses an accurate passing ability. He fits the ball into tight windows throughout the short midfield. Consistency with solid zip. All right, he pairs that with the ability to be comfortable working in the pocket with a solid mechanical foundation. Although inconsistent, he can put great touch on his balls at times. An effective runner displays the ability to beat linebackers to the edge. So he can scoot, he can execute design runs in the red zone. 60% completion, 9,466 passing yards for TCU, 73 to 26 touch on interception ratio nearly 2,000 rushing yards and 27 rushing touchdowns. Max Duggan is the a definition of a competitor, all right? has to. He's played at TCU for four years. He's had to win out that job each and every year. It hasn't always been pretty, and his stats have improved consistency, consistently over all four years here, and he really uh, has shined this year. He's going to be playing for the College Football National Championship. Max Duggan here is really the break of the top quarterback guys here. So you're going to go Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, Hooker, Duggan end. All right. So that's really uh, the big chunk of guys, but we go deep here in the rookie big board. So I'm going to quickly work through the rest of my guys. And that's Jake Hayner here to start three-star guy out of Fresno state, 60195. He's quarterback seven for me. And we're talking about fourth round super flex ADP projection. These guys are still important. It's a day three NFL draft projection for me. If you look at Hayner out of Fresno state, he's got good footwork. He's got quick release. He's a really effective improviser. All right, he's accurate, but with touch, and he can extend the play with his legs. Hayner's going to be limited a little bit because of his size. If he was coming in at 6'3", 210, you'd like Jake Hayner a bit more. 68% completion, north of 9,000 passing yards, 68 to 18 touch on interception ratio. And here it is, folks, your first example of negative rushing yards, negative 109, but he does have rushing touchdowns, eight of them, and he is an effective mobile guy here, that borderline QB3, QB4 guy. So now we're talking about QB3. 30 to 40 type guy. But again, in super flex leagues and deep leagues, these are the guys that you need to have. Jaron Hall, 6'1", 205, three-star quarterback, comes in number eight in my rankings. 
same Superflex ADP projection early four, same NFL draft projection early day three, 103 to 176 overall. Jaron Hall is going to be a popular name, right, and guys that want to talk about sleepers, underrated guys. And I get it because he's a fearless passer. Jaron Hall has the ability to have good ball placement. He has solid arm talent. He pairs that with really good mechanics rooted in good footwork. And Hall is also an effective improviser. He's effective working on the run. He's effective extending plays, 65% completion percentage, over 6,000 rushing yards or passing yards, sorry. Uh, 800 rushing yards, though, 52 to 11 touchdown interception ratio, nine touchdowns. So Hall, Hayner, think about them in a very similar kind of mini tier in and of themselves. And now let's dig deep, folks. Let's dig deep. We're going down to Division Two because we dig deep here in the rookie big board. But Tyson Badgett out of Shepard University did get a senior bowl invite, and he's on the radar here. So I have his ADP projection here, late round four of Superflex Leagues. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to catch a lot of people's attention. 6'3", 210. Uh, zero star. All right. Give him one star. It's technically one star, uh, you know, but playing at the division two level here. All right. Why is he on the senior bowl radar? He is a pure gunslinger, good velocity. All right. He is a really effective throwing on the run. He can put really nice touch on it. Super raw, super raw prospect. You need to rein in those mechanics. He's very inconsistent. Uh, if you want to talk about, you know, just not having any fear in throwing the ball, he has no fear. He'll make any pass, especially passes he shouldn't. But I think an NFL team is going to be interested in the arm, the mobility, and the upside. This is not a typo. I did have to go to the Shepard website. All right, collect these stats. 69% completion, 17,000 passing yards, 159 to 73 touchdown interception ratio, 12 rushing touchdowns uh, for Tyson Badgett out of D2 Shepard University. Is a name just to keep an eye on here. Clayton Toon, QB10. Uh, Tune 6'3", 215, three-star guy to Houston. He's somebody a lot of folks are going to be into. I didn't really love his tape evaluation, to be completely honest, but he will get drafted. He will be on the radar, so he needs to be on our radar. He's a mobile big man. All right, he has a clean passing motion. He can push it downfield. He can put touch on the ball at times. I call it clipboard potential, and that's no knock, folks. Once we get into day three, you want clipboard potential. And when I say that, it means you have the ability to hang around an NFL roster. All right, if, you, if you're holding the clipboard, you're on the roster. You're on the field, all right? You're calling out the plays. You got the mic. You got the call sheet. And you never know when you're going to get called up and called into action here. It happens consistently with these guys, these day three quarterbacks that end up being relevant. 64% completion. Just uh, south of 12,000 passing yards for Houston, 104 touchdowns, 41 interceptions, 1,248 rushing yards, 15 rushing touchdowns. Now, what I struggle with is his decision-making. He'll put the ball into tight coverage too often. I mentioned he's mobile, but he's not overly athletic. He's not going to tear it up at the NFL level with his mobility here. Uh, he does freeze when he gets to the second lead. Uh, I'll often be too eager to scramble, too eager to be on the run. And I just don't see that game changer ability here with Clayton Toon. Quarterback 12, Aiden O'Connell, 6'3", 210, walk on, walk on for Purdue. Ends up putting up huge stats for the Boilermakers. Now we're into round five Superflex ADP projection, still day three early. 67% completion, 9,219 passing yards, 65 to 30 touchdown interception ratio here for Aiden O'Connell. Harry, he's going to be a pocket guy. He works well in the pocket. He's good under pressure. He's accurate up into the midfield. Uh, he can push the ball downfield at times. It's inconsistent, and he does have pretty clean footwork. But Aiden O'Connell, if he does start at the NFL level, will live in the pocket. It's going to give us limited fantasy football upside. But I definitely see him getting drafted, and I definitely see him having some uh, relevance across the NFL landscape.
just want to struggle a little bit here with Stetson Bennett, QB 12. Uh, obviously, Stetson Bennett has uh, well exceeded expectations. Also a walk-on. I uh, was a walk-on at Georgia, left for JUCO, came back with a scholarship at Georgia. We're talking fifth round of fantasy football potential in our deeper leagues. Uh, Bennett, 5'11", 190. Uh, that measurement's really going to uh, limit him in terms of NFL draft. And just the, the tools are good, but they're not overly impressive tools. He's been effective in Kirby Smart system. He's been an effective college quarterback. Nobody's knocking Stetson Bennett as the college quarterback, but we're evaluating for NFL purposes, okay? He's good in the pocket. He does predict protect the ball he works through progressions well all right he has clean mechanics and he is mobile enough he's mobile enough to get by he's put up some good stats with georgia here so there's plenty to like about stetson bennett uh but certainly not a uh a highly sought after nfl product i think if he gets drafted it'll be late day two tanner mckee there's gonna be a lot of talk about tanner mckee i probably have him at uh, lower than most folks having that qb 13 but tanner mckee a former four-star prospect he's 6'6 226 He's got all the intangibles, folks, all the intangibles the NFL will want. Maybe he goes higher than late day three, but he didn't get the senior bowl invite. And I think it's indicative of what I've been talking about with my reservations for Tanner McKee for a while. He has that ideal frame. He can be accurate to the midfield. His, his mechanics are improving. All right. But there's a lot to, to worry about uh, with him. All right. Because he still has a really slow throwing motion, a slow release. Uh, he struggles to feel pressure despite the fact that he lives in the pocket. All right, he has no mobility. All right, so he lacks that athleticism that you want to see for fantasy football upside. Uh, if he does end up being a solid NFL quarterback at some point or a starting NFL quarterback at some point, it's still limited fantasy football potential. 63% completion, 5,336 passing yards, 28 to 15 touchdown interception ratio, negative 86 rushing yards uh, through his time at Stanford. Last guy here, quarterback 14, Malik Cunningham. I do have an undrafted free agent. A projection on Malik Cunningham, but I do think he still has the ability to be fantasy football relevant. 60190. He was a three-star guy coming out of Louisville or playing for Louisville. All right, mobile quarterback has game-changing legs. Uh, he he can have really nice ball placement at times. All right, which I really like uh, through the midfield. So in the short field, in the midfield, he improvises really well under pressure. Uh, he'll rarely take sacks, so he's elusive in that sense. Uh, he keeps the play going. Uh, so there's a lot to like about Malik Cunningham, uh, but you know when you shake out the quarterback class, it's hard to project 14 guys getting drafted, right? Uh, over 9,000 passing yards for Louisville, 70 to 29 touchdown interception ratio, over 3,000 rushing yards, 50 touchdowns. I definitely can see him being employed by an, uh, an NFL offense, and just because there's a UDFA projection doesn't mean he can't be relevant in the NFL. Doesn't mean he can't be relevant for fantasy football purposes. So there you have it, folks. An in-depth. Uh, look at the 2023 quarterback class. If you want to see the scouting notes, the evaluation, get in on the rookie big board discord, see the full rankings, compare it to the Debbie and the dynasty rankings, which are all equal to each other. You're going to want to head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board for just $3 a month. You get access to all of that goodness, as well as the up and coming 2023 and uh, fantasy football rookie guide, which will be over a hundred pages again. And you get access here to, to be able to chop it up anytime with the Rookie Big Board patrons, 150 and growing. Head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. And today, 15% off with an annual membership. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie 